Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm excited about today. Brian Leslie, bleep to my left, Brad across the table, and Brian Martin, Mountain Man Martin. Hashtag 393 and bleep. We got good nicknames for everybody. What are you, uh, like, you going to be like? Uh, I'm just hashtag Brian. 160, 176 curly or what? For your desert? Yes. What do you? No, I, I, I need know. to come up with something for I, you. I, um, yeah, I don't know what, what it'll be. But anyway, um, so <laughs> I, I, nicknames are just, they're kind of found. They're, I don't even know if they're earned. But uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited about today because we are going to talk about, Brian was just over um, checking on his uh, uh, unit that he decided to draw. So we're actually going to break today up in four uh, we're going to break this up because we're going to talk about your, your your trip you just were on. Yeah. Because how many days were you over there? Um, I left. Well, I was. I kind of left between Thursday night. I mean, Thursday morning and Wednesday night. I was supposed to leave like around 10 or 8, and I left like at 3 or 4 in the morning. Okay. Typical so Brian. Typical Brian Martin style. Still throwing they're, crap in a bag. Huh? Well, organizing, finding stuff. Just, uh, why better do this? Oh, I got to find this. Where'd this go? Because, you know, I... Haven't gone on a trip since uh, I got back from Asia. So about four years ago, you told me you had this super secret spot that you were going to apply for when you had enough points, and you asked me if I if I if I thought I knew about it, and that was my that was what that I was, was your pl- place. That was my super secret spot. I was applying to. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the guys at the top of the food chain with enough points to draw know the super secret spots. But anyway, so what we're going to do is talk about your trip. Um, why you decided to draw on that, how many years you had involved in it, okay? Uh, what you found on the trip and uh, what you're going to take away or any altercations that you're going to make moving forward. So um, I uh, – um, thanks, Bleep. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested in that. So how many years did it take you? Um, well, before you ask about altercations, well, the first altercation I realized after going on this trip is that it's better to – Alteration or altercation? Alter, alter alteration. Alter, oh. Did you yeah. have an altercation with a bull? No, no. It's better Did you get to gored? it's better to lose weight than to um, restitch your pants. <laughs> well, that could be an altercation, though. <laughs> yeah, an uh, altercation, altercation with, with a with suture. A actually, my <laughs> with the seam in his pants. So. I, I actually didn't, but I'm just joking because a lot of my pants I like to wear are still too tight, so I had to wear some of the older ones, you know. <laughs> but I definitely we had the horses wander away on us the one time. We got back like ten minutes, and um, yeah, they wandered away. So but anyway, so, we'll go back to we'll go back to yeah, the focus. Yeah. So I want to hear I'm about that. Distracted. So how many years? How many years did it take you to draw? I had max points, which in Wyoming for elk, antelope, and deer is fifteen. Um, and and can you that needed change? Four, you needed fourteen. Oh yeah, it's going to change next year. It'll next be, year's 16 be sixteen next year. So because I I'm a couple years behind you, but the reason I'm a couple years behind you 
is because I drew. You drew the first year or two. I drew the second or third year, yeah. So you would get drawn for this unit probably if nothing changes in two years, one to two years. Yeah, I'm sitting close. I, I, I would have been. I had, I had one more than I needed. Yeah, I would have had an opportunity we're, this year. We're, we're talking about Wyoming elk, right? Yeah, Wyoming yeah. elk and how, how many years. It's, so, so the draw can change. That's interesting. So I might never catch up. Well, you'll catch up when I draw. Well, at some You'll point, be ahead of at me. At some point, that's how that works. That's why he's ahead of me right now, is because so, I've already drawn. So, is there a is there? If a, you start from ground zero, which would have been two thousand and six, I believe. Yeah, you see, you won't, you won't be able to ever they catch this points. unit, but you could draw random. Now, they're, they're, Wyoming's trying to do something. I don't know. I don't know if Wyoming is trying to do something, but there are talks in the works to modify the season structure and the tag structure for non-residents. If that happens, it will get significantly harder. Especially on the sheep. Especially on the sheep and moose. Right now, you can kind of pull the trigger. Like, you were one year away from getting a guaranteed sheep tag, but mm -hmm. you were in the last group of guys that got selected with the higher point totals, and so you got the sheep. I was in the 100% highest, and so there was guys that had 14 points that got drawn, but they went from my group first. So for instance, get, was he though, guaranteed a tag? In this yes. unit, he was. Now, for instance, there are a couple other super secret units that we were talking about. That have easier access. That have, but... This, this area would, this area, if it had easier access, would be the super secret high impossible but, to draw. But the problem, even with you with max points, there are quite a few units that are really, really good in Wyoming that you would have had a 6% chance because there's exactly there's there's so many people. But there's generally better access. Yeah. And so this area either has too much private land on the one side, and, and if the elk get, they pushed out of here with winter, so, so you can hunt in the area in September with a bow, which I could if I wanted right. to, or crossbow. Or and I that's start an even easier because there's a couple options on drawing that tag. That would even make it easier. If you didn't, if you wanted to archery hunt, you could draw a different Correct. tag and still hunt this, and that would be the way to go. It's easier. Because I had the type 1 tag. Yeah. Which gives you more options. Okay, it, real quick, explain what a type 1 is. I'm sitting here, I know well, nothing about Type 1 is a, any season, and then like a type 2 tag is usually about the same, but it, it all, oftentimes it'll have a different date. And if you wanted to pull, because you can buy an archery tag or archery, archery stamp. An archery only stamp is, is a higher odds in this area than a rifle. So I got the rifle that allows me the opportunity to hunt with a bow. So when I had my moose tag in 18, you know, if I want to hunt with a rifle, I got to hunt in October. Uh, if I want to hunt with a bow, I can hunt in September. So it's very similar. So it gives you some advantages. Right. So you go hunt so like, Yeah, the, in Wyoming, they have an archery type, stamp. Yeah, right. the, and they have type 9 tags, too, in Wyoming, right. which yep. are are archery uh, so only. And some places you can buy a general tag. You could buy a general tag. The residents can buy a general tag yeah. over the counter, wait until the 15th, pull the trigger have because they have an archery stamp, and they're going hunting on that same tag. But the type tag. 9 tags might only be in certain units that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are yeah. only in certain So units. I just want to make sure. Yeah, they're that, not everywhere. Because I, yeah, I have an all-around tag that allows right. me to hunt with the rifle, and it actually allows me to hunt in two units. Um uh, there's a neighboring right. unit. Basically says you it's the best tag for that open, for that area. You go. Yeah. So you went up and and you uh, you went in on horseback to do. Yeah, some so I met a, a good friend of mine that I've known for over 20, 20 some years when I lived in Bozeman. He used to hunt with my buddies there, mm -hmm. and he's a big time hunter. And um, he he you know like we've I've known him. I think I met him in ninety seven or ninety eight. He hunted with me in Canada, 
and uh, he's always said, you know, he we like we enjoyed our t- time together hunting there. He said, when you get drawn, you know, I'll I'll take you. I love going. I'm not going to be able to ever probably get another sheep or an elk in this area. Right, because here's the deal: you're a non-resident in Wyoming. And I have to go with. I have to go with. Have to go with a company, a resident company, or yeah, a, a, you're an going outfitter. with a. It, it's called a, a Wyoming resident guide or something. Yeah, and the reason I like that now, I have no problem with going with an outfitter. There's outfitters that right. I could do some trading but with. But this is stuff. just a buddy. But the problem with the outfitters in Wyoming is you can't spike out legally you cannot you have to hunt out of their base camp so if i want to hunt and they have to if i want to hunt well, it's not if it's I not a hunt, problem Shoshone, it's not a problem it's just not how you want to do it's it it's not the way i like to hunt yeah. because now i don't have the options i have to go with this outfitter if i want to hunt this drainage if i want to hunt this ranch i got to hunt with another outfitter if i don't find elk there i got to go i mean we can't just randomly go yeah you Cheap just outfitters you want to you're just like you you you're a you're a uh, what do I call you? Uh, a nomad. A nomad. A nomad. A, nomad. <laughs> a, a gypsy nomad type guy. I, I would. Call and that's him, the way you hunt. I would call him call him kind of a ornate gypsy nomad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that I, was funny. I, thanks, I, for please. some reason, I was drawing a blank <laughs> on a nomad. I was going to call you a <laughs> hobbit, but you're not a hobbit. Not, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> not He's an ornate gypsy. I don't, uh, I don't know why I was uh, on the uh, struggle bus there. But so nomad. Any, anyway, we. Uh, so this is a time when my friends. So could why go. did you pick the unit though? Why so did I pick the I unit? Know, yeah. Why because did you pick chance that bulls over three fifty, really high chance over three fifty. Now three seventy plus is an outside chance. It just matters how much time and luck you have. There's a private ranch or two in the area that take up some of the access. Now I do know one of the owners, um, not not the owner but the family of the owner, and potentially could get on there, but they they're taking some hunters for another outfitter. That had some um, problems. You know, problems. Yeah, horrific th- issues. Exactly, yeah. and uh, so and he's probably going to sell his business. So they have they're overloaded with hunters. But the thing is, the ranch if they don't. So here's how this area works. Bow hunting is great up in the mountains. Way better than the private land. If you go and if you have a bow tag in here and you don't fling some arrows, you probably don't know how to bow hunt. It's it's pretty amazing. Like you'll see 20, 30 bulls a day potentially. Wow. Um, you know, we would see. I think the one just day, in the high country. At this we time we saw we saw. 50, 60 bulls in one day that were, and we're not talking little Yeah, you're not guys. talking raghorns. We're not ta- well, we're talking, say, f- at least a four or five point up to a six, and a six or seven point. So, and that, but the, now what happens is the cows are here and here and here, and then the f- full, full, uh, few bulls around the cows, but the bulls were in the bull basins. And the bulls were further in than the cows, but not as high. The cows would go up on the alpine, su- super alpine, like a thousand feet above tree line. It looks like looks like Marco Polo running around. Really? Yeah, and then... You know what? I've seen that in Colorado so, quite a bit. Up, yeah, up by Estes, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so the reason, this is yep. a big unit, mm-hmm. so it gives me lots of options. So, But the problem is, if you have an early snow, say like the end of September, just when the... So rifle season starts October 1. And they do get They do get. They will literally, snows, yeah. boom, gone. They will leave 5, 10 miles. They'll either go over the divide or they'll go down the valley. So it's easy. But if you can get in there say, September 27th or 28th, and sit in there, and no snow comes, or very minimal, you will be able to... Fish in a you'll, you'll, Well, the big bulls will be running around with some cows, and you'll, you'll be able to pick them out, spot them with a spotting scope, and then shoot one opening day or the next day. If you have the big snow, we have to totally change. So I either have to try and get permission on the ranch, or I have to go so, downstream. So that's where your contingency plans might, weather dependent. Correct. Because so sometimes those elk will be just screaming, too, and you'll get a snow, and it shuts them down. Yes, and the nice thing about the rifle is, you know, and it's a place you need to be able to shoot across a canyon. 
because you're, you're talking big mountains and there's places I heard where in these that out. one video you said uh, um he goes uh you go well that one's within range and he goes hmm about what 540 and you go hmm yeah close 720 <laughs> Or whatever he yeah. said. And he's like, ooh, that's a little far. And you were like, no, I could kill him. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, there's no you, you know which well, one I'm talking about, that bull that came up off that yes. crest. Yeah. yeah. And it was a nice bull, probably, what, 310, 320? Yeah, uh, probably bigger than that because of the, the mass. Oh, yeah. You he, know, he, so, he was, so what you can tell is you're looking at a bull that looks like a good bull of 300, and you see one way, way bigger. You know it's not 320. Right. You know, but, I mean, honestly, I'm not as good a judge on bulls as I am on sheep. And, and I know I saw a lot of bulls that were 340 to 350. Now, did I see a lot of bulls that were more than 350? I, I don't know. I suspect I'm not a great. I, you know, I haven't hunted them. I've, watched, I've always watched Brad hunt, and I've hunted elk a fair bit. But uh, um, I always basically go base, mass, or I'm sorry, beam length, mass, and then uh, start. You start the brows. Start at the brows and start dicing and them So out. if we have bulls that are pushing 20-inch brows, and they have a good top, you're going to have easy over 350. Right. And a lot of times 360, 370, if they have, especially if their thirds are over 15 that inches. That one bull had crazy thirds. Yes. 17, so, 18 So inches. it was uh, mid-July when you went and did this scouting yeah, so trip. We, so you got another so month I, of growth. I left, I, I left, really? you think I left late on mm -hmm. Wednesday night before it got daylight, and I drove a ways, and then I needed to pull over. I, I pulled over not for about a half an hour, and then I just drove. Some of them look pretty finished. Some of them were. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's July 15th, 16th, 17th, or 16th, 17th, 18th that we saw them. So, you know, will they, they won't shed their velvet until at least after the 15th of August. So will they be growing, or will they just get harder and, and you know, with the velvet on? Yeah, I don't so know. So I've heard anything you from 5 to 10% growth. I've had guys say they'll maximum put on 5 inches of Boone and Crockett points, and other guys say they could do 20 to 30 inches. They say this the, last month. Yeah, so I, I talked to wow. Kurt. You know, because he's a, an expert, and I talked to I talked to Jimmy, and I talked to a couple other guys about it, and they said everybody had a slightly different thing. Most people said they won't probably go from a 340 to a 370, but it might go from a 350 to a 355 or 360. Some people said it could go 20, 30 inches, though. I don't know. I, they well, said if the tips are rounded and big and bulbous on the end, they're still growing hard. Oh, yeah, because you had some of those pointed. big bulls that they weren't, they weren't finished. No, I for mean, sure. They were, for sure they're going to grow two to three weeks. Now, yeah. are they going to grow an inch a day? Are they going to grow two inches a day? Are going to grow half the an inch a day? The biggest one on the video I saw looked like he had pretty round knobs still. He looked on a like, couple of them. On yeah. a couple of them. He looked like he was still growing. A couple of them were like, ooh, they, sh they could shed soon. So you picked the area based on trophy quality and accessibility. And also, I like sheep hunting. And I ah. actually could have drawn both of them this year and hunted sheep in the same area. Oh, but so you but, were doing but, a little pre-scouting for sheep too, were you now? Yeah, I probably we probably saw <laughs> seventy sheep. Probably saw. We don't know on the one group of rams if they went around the corner, and the other ones came out from another place, or if the ones from around the corner came back. So we saw anywhere from about seventeen to twenty-four rams. So the biggest one you thought was one sixty-five to one sixty. The biggest ram we thought was the ones that went around the corner before I got the spine scopes on them. Properly to judge them, it were like two miles was hazy. And smoke. you didn't ground check any of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, the only gun so, I took was a 450 Marlin, which is not a very good long range. A sheep grizzly bear. It's like yeah. a bow. Protection, it's like uh, a bow. It's a like sleeping shooting a pill for a brown furred did, animal. Did you see any grizzly bears? <laughs> Saw three in one day. Yeah, three in one day. Wow, it's they're crazy. all up high. They're all above 11,000 feet. Did you see any wolves? Nope. Uh, no wolves. No, wolves. Um, no black bears. Um, two mule deer bucks. Good ones? Uh, decent, like probably a 150. and one, I don't know what the other one. I never got a look. You know, four points. Right. So after you had boots on the ground, you've been in there. We had horses on the ground, luckily, because right. I'm not in shape to hike that far in. 
Right, but that but, was so. A, how many horses did you take? We on took a, six for just a training trip. Tra- training. Oh, so they were running the horses. We're, we're running. You rotate we're running and ch- changing. Bri- I rode three Brian different horses. Had, Brian rode, had okay, one one leg over each horse. He, he rode them like this. And these horses are Chariots of fire these horses type. are like the, the gated horses. <laughs> so the horses I wore rode were all sixteen. I wanted to, to be Mark Caspian and say, "God damn, you're dumb." One <laughs> one one horse was seventeen two. The shortest one is sixteen one. Seventeen two. Yes. Brad had a Brad had a horse. I don't recommend it for the mountains. Brad, it's great oh on the gosh. trail though. Brad had a horse that was at least maybe eighteen. I know that oh sounds God. like it, exaggerated. Well, I'm standing there. Uh, I mean, I, I got to li- lift my hand up like this to reach a saddle horn. It, it was, yeah, and, and he was this wide. You know, he was like a yard wide. Yeah, it's like Brian a- was laughing. I was trying to, I was trying to kick him, and I couldn't. Well, he kept kicking and kicking, and after like five hours, the first day, mm-hmm. I said, "Yo, Brad," and he turns around like this. He goes, "What's up?" And I go, "You got you, you got to change your approach to trying to kick that yeah. horse." And I said, "I've been watching for six hours. You 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 ain't even you ain't even." coming close to touching him his feet looked like he was on a barrel like a he looked like a four-year-old on yeah a it was barrel. like it was like coming <laughs> off a big jump and doing a spread eagle while you're mm-hmm. skiing you know that's how i sat for for 10 days right on that dang horse well, yeah this, so oh you, you saw a video of that once because you've never done that um so <laughs> well this horse was like I and mean, these horses are like like having like taking a guy like Dirk Nowitzki and like um, Manute Bold in the mountains. I mean, they're they're just tall. They're not like a mountain horse. They're not like 15 hands. Right. 16 to 17, 1, 17, 2 is big. It's hard to get on. Oh, Super yeah. hard, especially for a short-legged guy. Like I don't like Brad. to get on and off. <laughs> that was Brad. I go, Brad, you going to get off? He goes, I don't think so. I'll just stay right up here. It's too much work. I'm spoiled. <laughs> well, I had to find a pl- I, I had to strategically You had to find remount. a steep hill or you had to? He was to, like yeah. a 90-year-old lady getting in a car my, with her little foot. That ding horse got bit by a wasp or something. You, I started bucking. My, my pack flew off. You'd be, you'd be, I, uh, you'd be he, like. He called it bucking, but it really was just kind of hunched up a couple times. You're kind of it's kind of <laughs> like a gymnast marrying an NBA player. She's got a oh step stool in the shower. <laughs> it was such a big horse. Okay, so moving on before we digress too far here. So you pick the unit based on trophy and uh, alternative scouting opportunities because yeah, you're going to be in their access. And it's a, it has lots of options, and it's came highly recommended by guys. My friend who I went with has hunted in there several times. And he's seen the biggest bull that he's seen in there during the season was about a 370, 375 during archery season. And they saw it, and then it, it came into some cows, and they were making a plan for the next day, and it was gone. I'm going to digress a second. Um, did you guys see Nick Munt's hunt in Wyoming yeah. last year? Did you see that bull? Yeah, he sent me a clip of it. Oh, my. What? What's that? That bull was... And that's a 400-inch oh, bull. I was going to say that that was over 380. No. Yeah, oh yeah. I that's mean, all the, over 380. The mass, the the, the I mean, it, it was very representative of yours. Yeah. Well, a, I mean, just a and, giant. Yeah, yeah. It was a stud. Just the frame on it. Yeah. Well, I know that some of the auction tag hunters that have came in early in this area and go with some hardcore hunters have killed 370 to 400, 404 bulls in here. You know, some of it just you know. depends on what the year is. Do they have right. the right feed? Are they going to blow up and get big? You know, I mean, you can't. And it's been moderately wet over there. It hasn't been as dry there. I was the fire of, danger was on the yellow. It was in the middle. It wasn't. It, right. But it, like eleven thousand feet is never fire danger. Yeah. Right. There's nothing yeah. to burn. Well, uh, I was and down. The, I was going to tell you. I was south of Lusk or north of Lusk. I went through there to head to Denver the other right. day. And it is, you head south of Newcastle, it's usually brown like that pine board right there. Right. It was There's as some green, wet pockets. Yeah. It well, was as green as lush as you, I've well, ever if, seen. If it you crazy. look at us, though, how many times 
those those storms that were getting coming at us and we're getting the weather advisory, they go south, south. of us yep, and split. north. They're mm-hmm. splitting around uh, they're spit, splitting around Crow Peak and just going. Pretty crazy. So good. So now you go in there, you ride in on these uber tall horses, you get in there. Yeah, we, How far back before you even stopped? Uh, we, we, we didn't even stop until we get to where we wanted to go. And it was about four and a quarter, four and a half hours, but on gated horses. So if we had standard, you know, mountain you slow horses. 17 five, hand gated horses. What the hell were Six, they? Were they Rocky Mountain? Fox Trotters. Oh, they oh, were. Wow. And they were gated just, wow, they just yeah, I mean, what a comfortable they, they're ride. Going, I mean, even going in, you're still going four miles an hour at least. So you go in, you know, you go in four miles. and you're. you're you, I think as a crow flies, I was in um, about nine to ten miles. Patch, from Patches truck. was a gated horse, but it was a beat-your-ass gate. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, right. You know, on the way out, we, we cut an hour off because we, I mean, let's let them trot and gate. You know, it's kind of a smooth trot. It's not like smash your balls. Trot. No, it's right. it's nice. Yeah. It's not. You do that with a Kyrgyzstan horses, and if the hunter's not, I mean, he's screaming at you. Sucker, stop! <laughs> stop! So <laughs> my nuts are gone. <laughs> so so you go in there and uh, um and he did, so no. we go in there. We made camp on the bottom, and there's a meadow we were able to hike up in and glass a little bit. Actually, found um a, a, for sure a 340 class bull that night, and and a bunch of rams. And then it was hazy, so you couldn't really film very good in, in that. And then the next day we got up in the dark and then rode up about 2,000 vertical feet with the horses on the saddle. The first stop was about, I don't know, 1,200 to 1,400 feet up. And from there we glassed, and that's where we saw that big bull mm-hmm. and the one with the three. And then we went all the way to the top and looked over another mountain, looked down to another valley. And uh, How high you know, could you get the horses up? Oh, right through the saddles, um, you know, easy 11, 2, 11, 5, 11, So you 7. rode them right up above way Oh, yeah, you get them on Alpine and ride down some of the ridges for a long time. Some The one place there was only a path, you just take them over the pass, and that's it. So you literally could have took your horses up to kill a sheep. Um, yeah, we, you were about, you know, the one place where we took the horses, you could have shot a sh- where the rams were. Yeah. I didn't see them laying on the rocks there. I didn't think there'd be rams right there, but could have actually, had I spotted them before we started walking. Um, you know, we would have could have killed them right from the horses if you could shoot five, six hundred yards. So now, wow. now you've you've been in your area. I mean, you've kind of been scouting this from afar for years. Now you've had boots you know, on the I, ground. I, don't, I didn't what's, really know that your, much. What's your expectation, hope, desire? You know, I think you always want to try and shoot a, you know, an, an area like this in a good year. You shoot three sixty to three eighty, mm-hmm. and I think if you shoot more than three eighty, it's a huge bonus anytime. Right. Unless three, you draw, unless you draw the best Utah unit or the best Arizona unit with a r- rifle. So having you know. scouted it, what, what's the first day bull? What's your first day um, threshold? Well, I want to try and go back now. I, I just found out some news about Canada that they're probably going to open August 9th, so I, I'm probably not going to go up and go hunting up there. And I just have to go up and do some bighorns, and it'll be the end of August. So I might be able to go, go in one more time and try and see if I can look. Yeah, they're opening August 9th. Yeah. So yeah, so that, that that's a little less pressure on me right now, you know. Um, so I can go over there another weekend and and ride in one more time. It's it's just too far to hike in, yeah. and and the first creek crossings, you know, if you stay on the horse trail, you're going to cross a creek ten times. And your buddy likes taking his horses back in. There. Yeah, you know, I honestly, um, uh, Jimmy might uh, he's might go scouting some sheep in there, um, and I ah. said, you know, I might go with him for a couple of days. That's not your unit. Well, he he can hunt any unit. He's, scou- no, I he's, that. I he's scouting that. Ste- sheep starting yours August first. Yours is uh, yeah, mine's west. a different unit. Yours yeah. is west of there and north a little yeah. bit. 
Yeah. 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 So, North so they're both sure. really good units, right? And and, and this 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 elk, that, that sheep, some of these sheep units have a bunch of elk. So, what's the first day bull? Three fifty, three sixty. You know, I I I think when it jumps out at you, I mean, we're gonna what we're gonna try and do is go in around the twenty seventh. If he's what you like and he's three, and we're gonna try and locate something on the twenty eighth and 29th. and if the, depending on what the weather is, if we can't find where we are at in here, one of the big bulls, we'll pull out, move a day, and then try and and just go hunt another spot. Because what will happen, a lot of those bulls that we saw won't be in here. They will have scattered out across these valleys. Because of the rut. Because of the cows. But we yeah. think that some of the biggest ones will hang back in here if you don't have the weather. If you have bad weather, we got to start and go to a totally different area. Because right. it'll, these things will be 10 miles away. Um, you know, some of them may be over the top on the other side. Um, but it's, this area is hard to hunt. And there might be an ar- there could be an archery guy who comes in here and messes with them. But you can't really get a horse even to where some of the elk were, um, the, some of the big bulls. And so you're going to have to pack it a ways. Or for sure, you're not going to ride a horse to it. You're going to have to drag the horse up the side of the hill and lead it to it with probably, you know, a handsaw because there's a lot of beetle kill in all this country. So it's a shin tangle. You know, if you I get have off a question. the question. Can you take a, um, could you take that electric steel I have in there? Not supposed to. On the Forest Service, no problem. But this is wilderness. No, you can't but do but that. it's not gas. It's, it's, no, it's, it's motorized. You can't do motorized. There's no motor. They, they do, they do is have. Is electrical motor considered a, a motor? They yeah. they actually do have a time. I, I'm told some of the outfitters are letting them come in because of the stuff and go in and cut a little bit out of a specific year, you know. But I, I don't know the rules so on that. The, so so most a guys would use a crosscut motor now is considered a basically a motor. What they a motor is considered a motor. Motor, which is which is which is that, that, no, that's interesting. No, well, n- not that's not necessarily. They're trying true, to make some exemptions. Places that electric motor. Uh, is allowed in in you know the in, Wyoming in, wilderness area though. Yeah, no, I, trying, understand. I think I'm, they're trying. But I'm asking. To. Not everybody knows that, right? And and um and it's pretty crazy that they do that. Well, really, from a safety standpoint, I mean, and that's, they don't want you just walking around just cutting randomly up. But there, all this dead timber though. Is, is, is a hazard. It's terrible. Right. It's, well, it's, it's a safety hazard. And mm-hmm. so what happens, we had to ride around a lot of stuff because we just had a hand, handsaw, and it was for emergencies. You know, we, if you don't have a lot of time to try and handsaw 15 to 23-inch trees, big trees down b- bottom, big ones. You know, I mean, we're talking the horses can barely step over them. Yeah, they're this big around. Yeah, at least. I mean, they're, you know, like a 24-inch bar was needed to cut through some of them. You yeah, know, a 20-inch bar, you would have the tip. I mean, these are some of these big trees that they were all beetle. Well, I have a steel electric saw that eats wood, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but so, so technically, you know, we just so if you have to be careful where you shoot one. Um, you know, it's that, almost like moose hunting Alaska. That's a big moose. We probably won't kill it. Why? Well, well if, if it's uh, big enough, I'll we'll sh- never get it out. But there's no place that I can't get a horse within a mile, mile and a half. And you'll you'll pack one out a mile. No problem, because it's way less than a moose, and it's going to be downhill. Generally, so you're going to probably shoot one up on a ridge and have to carry it down the hill to where the horses are. And you're on a health program anyway. Well, this is yeah, this is good. I mean, by October you'll be you'll be at least two forty. Yeah, maybe two (laughs) thirty. I haven't weighed myself since I hit my favorite number last year. (laughs) I'm not going to screw it up, huh? (laughs) Oh my! Two hundred plus a a, a cool number. All right. Well, that's not my favorite number for sure. Well, um, not when you're out hunting, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, so so that's cool. What gun are you going to bring? You know, um, a seven. You're going to bring a seven. You might have a seven hundred yard shot. Yep. I'm. Uh, you're going to bring your seven. I, I should get. I should get that one. Uh, you should be finished in, in with next, your in the next couple yeah. weeks. 
should get that one. You have your finished finished it up. Ah, and you're gonna go over there and whack a doodle with a new rifle and new cap. Good. It'll be interesting to see how that works. They'll be really fun. A Wildcat Seven. Yeah. I, I, that I think it's going to work pretty well. I think it's going to do really well. <laughs> right, well, let me ask you this. When you were riding out, did you go, hell yeah, I'm glad it took 15 years and I'm happy about my choice? Well, you know, I honestly never really scout for any hunts because in Canada and Alaska, how do you scout? How do right. you scout a 200-mile fly-in? You just get dropped off and go hunting and hope you know the animals well enough in the area to know what you're going to see before. Same with Asia. I mean, if I hunt in Turkey with my friends, or if I do Mongolia, sometimes we preseason scout. But everything else is no preseason scouting. I never preseason scout. I've never even owned a trail camera. You know, the only preseason scouting is a little <laughs> bit of Google Earth and figuring out where you might have some horse feed. My buddy, my buddy Russell's got his trail camera up right now. He went and bought one. Never well, bought a trail I, camera. The way I look at it, if, it if, you, if you can actually use a trail camera a lot, it's probably not a place that really excites me. Well, here's why he's using a trail camera. He put it on the dam grade uh, way back oh, yeah. on his south pasture about four miles from his house because in the mornings when he's sitting up there looking at coyotes over his land trying to call in coyotes, he kept seeing a family of mink run across the dam. So he'd be like, this would be really cool to get that family of mink. And he's, <laughs> this is the guy that could set a trap in the middle of 12,000 acres, barren nothing, and get a coyote to step in a, a silver dollar-sized well, pan and, and, and do it. And you think he can get a picture of these things? And no. then he, had, he went and checked the camera, no pictures, while him and his daughter were sitting there looking at, at the scene if they got any pictures. The damn mink ran across the thing. <laughs> so anyway, so kind of funny. The mink didn't set off the, the camera. I don't know what's going he on. He needs a more it. sensitive. Yeah, he needs something that's you know doesn't take yeah. Sasquatch to, to trigger it. So <laughs> yeah, anyway. if, it's, if it's over three feet and it, it, to trigger, then it's probably not the right trail camera. Yeah, probably. So so riding out. Back to the question. Riding out. You went. Yes, I'm happy after 15 years to have been able to go in here knowing I'm going to hunt bull elk in this area. Yeah, and we didn't even get to well, we didn't even get to the one valley we wanted to. Um, because we had a lot of riding. And so then, were you happy? Oh, I was happy. I saw, we saw six or 700 different elk and between Holy 70 smokes. and 80 sheep and three grizzly bears and two deer. Six two to 700 elk. What did you say? And the, of those, How at, many, least 80 bull, at least 80 bulls that were five, like five point or bigger. 70 sheep and three grizzly bears. Yep, and two, and two deer. So, so, so when we climbed up on top of this big ridge, we left the horses my... Friend said, "Let's just tie him up here." Well, there's, there's only a high th elk density in this. Mm -hmm. Only way to only way to <laughs> yeah, only sir. way to tie them up is to a rock. Well, I don't like tying stuff to rocks because you can't tie them on a rock. Sometimes no. they'll pull off. No. And I, well, I didn't even think. Well, these these are his horse. I won't say anything. He had, we had so we had a hobble on each saddle that we could have put on. No, nope. tied him up, and it was great. So we, we 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 bumped these sheep that I didn't know were in the rocks, and they went around. And I got great. I got 67 yards from the biggest ram. And so, I, so it was, I saw it was, the footage. So they went, they went right over the ridge, but they weren't really nervous because he looked old and ratty. Yeah, 10, 11 years old, and they button hooked around. And I figured they, but we, and then we happened to go the way they button hooked. And I'm sitting there getting ready to glass for elk, and I go, I hear some rocks. And we walked over and saw the horns, and I and I got my stuff out, went down about thirty more yards, and then they were only like ninety yards from us. I, I went another thirty. You could have shot that big one. Oh, 100, for a long time, I was bleating at them and everything, and and I was there for forty five minutes to an hour taking pictures of them. So we're screwing around with that and look at the sheep. We got back and we got up on the ridge and the horses were still perfectly there. About 900 yards from the horses, 800 yards. One of them untied itself. The other horse was just standing there because he'd never been in the mountains before and he, and he went, he's a suck, you know, he goes wherever his buddies go. So two of them are loose. Well, then the other one, you know, and pretty soon they take off. 
Well, it's like trying to catch up with a caribou or a grizzly bear. Never happened. So thank you, thankful I had a, a liter of water because <laughs> three hours later, you know, the horses, well, the horses didn't take two hours. They took about, but we made it to camp, and, and we, but we were able to were spot. Were the horses in camp? Oh, yeah, we were able to spot them. We, uh, this one ridge, we followed them, but we could only get about 1,000 yards from them. We could never get closer. They're just walking the right pace, and I'm not, I'm not running at 11.5, right? I, jo- I jogged a little bit. You're not catching them, though. And no, so they never catching out. So, you're not gonna catch so they so we got to the point where we could look down a camp because they took the horse trail and we took a shortcut. But it still was three hours of hiking for us to get back. So we were going to ride down the ridge and then go look at another place. So we would have seen more elk. So that and we didn't even look at some of the areas that other hunters are going to hunt. So we would have probably seen a thousand elk had we not. The only concern I had there was only probably about a fifteen percent calf crop. So that means they got too many grizzlies or too many black bears or too many wolves or something because it wasn't that bad of a spring to kill them with the weather. Hmm. So that was so the sheep had better, better so you, lamb rates. So you created your strategy, and now is it the same as it was before? Probably. I mean, but we were actually thinking more coming in the private ranch originally, but then we still got a trail through the ranch, and they have all these other hunters that they didn't plan on having because they took some from another outfitter. And so that's going to be a problem because it's going to be competing with them. And if mm-hmm. the weather's hot, they won't be on the ranch anyway. Those first guys are going to struggle. So, um, you know, I mean, there might be some, but, I mean, they literally but migrate the big to the bulls, ranch. But the big bulls won't be. Right there. now, the bigger bulls are going to be on the public land. They're going to be up they're high. They're not going to be on the ranch. Because yeah, they don't know the difference. They I mean, the, the, there's not many people that are. Well, the elk how many, don't how like many, the ho- horses. How many, uh, how many, how many um, hunters draw on this unit? And we'll be in uh, that, that. I don't know. Um, I, I can't remember. Well, let me ask you a different way. Will you see hunters 12 miles back on horseback? Possibly you know? one group, two groups. But they probably, unless they know the area really well, won't know how to hunt there. Now, if the elk move, then you're going to be, com- you know, if you have bad weather, you're going to be competing with other hunters. But you know, there won't be a lot of hunters right. back the in more here. they come out and down. Yeah, so down low there's there was one group there was a group of guys doing archery hunting and there was another big, big group of guys from Wyoming that um, were in in the middle of the valley down low that were you know six or seven of them so at least a couple of those guys probably got tags because the Wyoming residents oh they were scouting had to be yeah, yeah there's gonna, there's going to be Wyoming residents in there you know because they get a bunch of tags a lot of them have horses too and there's a lot, lot of them, cowboys well, in Wyoming a lot of them will the, have a horses. lot of good horse guys yeah. and so the elk know the horses is is like an ATV on a ranch. It's, it's kill time, right? It's not like the farm truck. So you're probably scared them less walking around out there than you do on a horse because most huh. guys hunt with a horse. I see most of the time I've had, I, I tie my horses up, and a lot of times not here. Young, young bulls just come right up and look at Maybe them. during the rut, but not now. Huh. And when you're up at Alpine and they see you, they're getting out of Dodge. Not huh. terrible, terrible. Not like a Marco Polo would, but they're not tame, that's for sure. And there's a lot of, you know, all the grizzlies we saw were a pile high in the alpine all around 11,000. We, yeah. we were on the ridge between 10,7 and, and um, 11,7 when we saw the grizzlies. Well, that's exciting, Brian. So Yeah, you, good you, for you. You, you huh? kind of know your strategy. You know what you're looking for. So a 350 bull steps out. You didn't really answer that on opening morning. What are you I don't know. Do? I don't think so. Not 350. Yeah. 370. 
I think you'd be an idiot not to because I don't think there's that many elk. <laughs> that was what I was looking for. What was the idiot factor here? 370. Well, you know what we hope, Brian? You know, I haven't hunted elk since 2001. I hope, I hope it's on film. Oh, you can't be in the wilderness. But I hope somehow you get some digital impressions of a bullet flying through the air and catch it in one single shot frame at impact. Um, and uh, you kill a giant. Yeah, because if you want to film it, I think you got to get. You got to get it for it. it. Yeah. Well, the film permits they got they had trouble with film permits now because yeah. they they had a federal ruling that said that was not constitutional. I believe isn't that the yep. case? I've never heard anybody. You got to get, get a permit, and and I think they reject them three times. I think getting a permit is like you know an act of Congress or basically w- Joe Biden passing something. I was without under an the impression order. that they, that that wasn't that <laughs> right? court I mean, I don't know. Pe- I don't I, know I don't people know are getting permits anymore. I, I haven't I, heard about. I have, yeah. What's that? They, they are turning them all down. That's what I heard too. Like well, I that said means it. that means you know that means just go do it. Wow. Yeah, so to me, uh, better to ask for forgiveness and permission. Wow. Better for, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know we're not going to thread that needle for sure. So anyway, well, hey, great job. That's why I like Asia. You just go kill stuff. Yeah. You don't lose your license over not packing out rib meat. <laughs> and the coyotes, and the coyotes, or the, the wolves want to eat it anyway. You're feeding yeah. the wolves. You're helping out. No, I mean, it's great. I mean, they have to have laws because there's a lot more hunters here. I mean, like we, I say the best thing about the United States is the fact that, you, you know, almost anybody can go hunting. The worst thing about the United States is almost anybody can go hunting <laughs> because your game management goes in the crapper, right? You're trying to manage for opportunities. You've got a couple trophy areas. You're never going to make everybody happy. So having, having the high numbers of resident hunters and, and all, well, I guess you can say U.S. hunters, um, but shoot, somebody from Australia, somebody from Canada can come down and draw this tag. And if they go in the wilderness, they have to go with a rhyming resident or an outfitter. If they don't, they can go hunt the public land anywhere. So it's not like a restrictive. You hunt Canada, British Columbia, you got to be a BC resident. You know what's so awesome? You know? Up until the first day of season, you can be up in that wilderness area every day that you want alone. Yeah. <laughs> but that day that you take your gun and your tag with you, you can't. Yeah, well, my friend is... No, he, I know. It, it, it the nice thing is he's there until the end, and he likes doing no, this. No, I know. Because he, he, he can't get drawn role? for this area. It's he, such a he, funny he, he didn't, We tried to get him to get drawn for it, but, you know, he didn't get drawn. Yeah. Well, congratulations on getting drawn. Well, congratulations you. on a successful trip. It's, we're glad to have you back. Here's a reminder, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. Also, refer somebody. Tell them where you get your podcasts and how to get this one. We really do appreciate, um, we get a ton of emails every week, a lot of people calling in. I have to tell you, my personal favorite thing is to hear one of the gals or one of our staff on the line with somebody that said, I just heard your podcast, I thought I'd call you. So here's the number, 605-644-8000. We like people, interesting concept. Um, we don't have, uh, well, we actually we do, but we will take your call and talk to you. If we're busy, there's a directory, send us a message. We'll get back to you, do our best we can. And so make sure you share it with your hunting buddies and tell your friends. And, uh, um, we'd love to have them join us. So until next week, be safe, stay healthy and happy hunting. That's so stupid. (laughs) 